You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. I bought some diamond ice cube molds, so uh, we made some some diamond ice cubes. We got one floating in our cup right now. We'll put the next one in in our next round. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. They're pretty, pretty cute. Uh, all right, it's kind of late. It's fine. Do we have anything else that's been going on in our lives? Um, no. We decided that even though there's no such thing as ghosts, dolls are definitely <laughs> possessed or haunted. They, I don't know uh, what they're they haunted are by. Just, it's not dead. They people, are just the embodiment of evil. But dolls, I'm pretty sure dolls, they're just the embodiment of evil. Are for sure haunted. Yeah, and this is what happens when you're sewing wigs and watching BuzzFeed Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, nothing else really happening. That's pretty much That's it. it. Nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what's exciting? It's Pride Month! Pride! That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. So happy June, everyone. Yeah. Me and Martha are both wearing Pride shirts. And I'm pretty sure Pride bras. Oh, yes. We are both wearing Pride bras. Yep. I'm always, I'm always queer, but during this month, I'm aggressive. <laughs> During this month, everybody knows. Everybody knows. There you go. <laughs> yep. Very true. Very true. So with that, we are bringing you Pride Month. Pride episode. Pride episode. It will be our third annual Pride oh episode. Yeah. So the first year I did Cheryl and Tony oh, and did you Sailor did Sailor Moon. Moon. And then last year How we everybody's both. Gay and Sailor yes, Moon. it's true. And then last year we both did Hot Blondes and Cat Girls that are clearly girlfriends. Oh, no. Twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Third annual Pride Month. We are on episode. 73. Yep. I'm going to start before we can get into all of that. Let's talk about our drinks because we have yeah. a new kind. It is, is it truly or is it White Claw? True. Hold on. Let me go grab it. Sorry. We're being I, fancy and drinking out of cups because of our ice cubes. We have and fancy now ice cubes it and we can't. It's White Claw. Okay. That was going to be my guess, but I started to say. There's a lot of flavor, so I didn't think it was White Claw. Yeah, no, it is. Not that White Claw doesn't have flavor, but usually but the more chills are so cute. Yeah. Okay. So it's White Claw mm-hmm. Surf. So it's all like yeah, fun fairies and tropical, and it's on a little surfboard. Adorable. Yeah, really yummy. Yours is the tropical uh, pomelo, and mine was the citrus yuzu yuzu smash. They're all mm-hmm. smashes because it's <laughs> spike sparkling water with a smash of tropical pomelo flavor. Definitely, I feel <laughs> smashed by pomelo. It does have a lot of flavor. Yeah. Like I said, usually White Claws is more chill. Mm-hmm. It's much more like calm. If there was a like giant wave of pomelos that smashed against that's them, what it would taste like. Surf on it would be like this. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. So here we are, but we are in cups. Mine are little wine glasses. I have a lot watermelon. I have lemons. Um, because we wanted to use my our diamond ice cubes. Yeah. Um, so with that, I'm Brittany Vitrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But First, Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Nerdy. Nerdy. Clink, clink. Are don't actually clink? have to clink because we can real clink. I had a very big fear of being like, don't smash it too hard or it's going to draw on my last. <laughs> exactly. I was having the same thing. I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Be small. Jesus. 
Okay. All right. So yeah. I'm going first. My episode. One of the reasons why my I wanted episode. to make sure my episode that we had our diamonds in our drinks mm-hmm. is because I am going to talk about Felicia Hardy, aka the Black Girl. I was feeling so when the Emma Frost vibes, but this makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, well, it, I mean, all the Emma Frost vibes, yeah, but... she is a diamond. She doesn't really take your diamond. No, she does not. She doesn't need to. She doesn't. she's literally she is, a diamond. And she is also wicked fucking rich she's already. Like, steal me, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking wish I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, Felicia Hardy, babe. Bib, babe alert. Did you know she was my third comic character I ever cosplayed? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. It would be close to my third. Yeah. Black Cat was very quickly, I was like, I have to find a a white wig, which back then was a wicked hard to do. Incredibly difficult. You Mm -hmm. couldn't just go to the wig shop. Nope. So her first appearance was in The Amazing Spider-Man in uh, number 194. Which was released April 1979. And then in Spider-Man slash Black Cat, The Evil That Men Do, Felicia um, appears to think to herself that it had been a while since she had a boyfriend or a girlfriend for that matter. So that was the first hint that they were dropping that she was bisexual. It was later confirmed in Black Cat number 10, which was released in September 2021. So really close. Just happened. Mm-hmm. Gotta love when they're like, this has been obvious for a really, really long time. And we've already dropped hints, but we haven't actually confirmed it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was created by uh, Mark Wolfman and Keith Pollard. She is 5'10". Uh, she's a bombshell. She has white hair, even though Marvel lists it as platinum blonde, and it's not. It's fuck. Emma's frost hair is platinum blonde. It's Felicia only has white fucking on that hair. One cartoon. Yeah, it's white Marvel. Get yeah. the fuck over it. And when it's platinum blonde in that one cartoon, it is jarring. It looks weird. Yeah, no white hair, and then she has bright uh, green eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from New York. And she graduated college with a degree in art. That's all they label it as. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what it is. Just art. Art. (laughs) Thievery. My degree is in knowing what's expensive so I can steal it. It's true. Which, like, (laughs) fair. And also, I wish I had thought that far ahead. She is amazing. And she's an anti-hero, which is one of the best. Mm -hmm. And she is a thief by trade. Her identity is currently known by the police. And like I said earlier, she's confirmed as bisexual, which they just need to hurry up and confirm a million other people mm-hmm. as some form of sexuality yeah. that isn't straight because they aren't. Yeah. Um, I found it I, really funny that, like, all the cat people are fucking bi. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> Catman and Catwoman from DC and Black Cat. It's like, I mean, if you dress up in, like, a cat suit and you put on some cat ears and stuff... You might be bisexual. <laughs> Remember that, people. Yeah, that's just as up there as not being able to sit in a chair. <laughs> Her powers are probability manipulation and what Marvel calls a bad luck aura. She's also advanced in martial arts and hand-to-hand combat. And because she's fucking rich, she has some awesome fucking tech, enhanced agility via her earrings, 
ability to see various ranges of electromagnetic spectrum via her lenses, above average strength via some micro servos in in her costume. That's um, so cool. Yeah. I want how I do want your to be rich. Earrings make your make you more agile. Like the rest of that mostly makes sense. <laughs> and then they're like, also this tech. I'm like, sure. <laughs> okay, Marvel. <laughs> she is the daughter of a famous cat, an infamous cat burglar, and she ended up developing her own thieving and fighting skills to become the black cat. And also sometimes a crime fighter, and then sometimes a crime boss, whatever she wants to do. <laughs> That's just like the best spectrum. Sometimes I'm a crime fighter, sometimes I'm a crime boss. You know, as one does. Yeah. She's bad. I'm good at what I do no matter what I do. <laughs> yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. She's a badass, she's a boss ass, and she's beyond confident, which she obviously should be. She's fucking amazing, and I love her. So her father was Walter Hardy who was a cat burglar, and he was arrested. But before he was arrested and made her mom lie to her, so she has a whole bunch of past trauma, he instilled in her this this notion of n- never settling for second and always being best. Oh. Which isn't great, but it also is why she's like, I'm going to be a crime boss, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Walter was hot as a cat burglar? I don't know. Okay. I just feel like with the name Walter, it's hard to be hot. It's true. But Felicia's so hot. But also, you have to come from some sort yeah. of good stock. During her freshman year in college, she'd gone to some party, and she was nearly raped by some asshole in the bathroom, and she was saved by another student named Ryan. Her and Ryan become close friends. But, like, most men thinking they're owed something, he was like, hey, I think it's time that, um, you have sex with me. So you're gonna put out, right? Yeah. And she was like, nah. And then he was like, yeah, you're going to. And he raped her. So she was like, nah, this isn't gonna fly. I'm not gonna be the victim here. I... I'm going to murder him. Yeah! Okay, okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I hate this when this is the origin, but okay, this is different. So this is where she goes and learns all of her fighting and hand-to-hand combat and all of her acrobats because she is prepping for months to go and murder him. Okay. Unfortunately, he was killed in a drunk driving accident before she could murder him. That's such a huge I know. That's so... We're the perfect audience for this story, obviously. (laughs) I read this and I was like, what? Yes, girl, yes. Which I did say yes, girl, in here a few times. First of all, yes. Yes, murder your rapist. Murder that. I'm mad that you didn't get to. I know. She was also pissed that she wasn't able to murder this guy. And she was like, you know what? I've learned all this shit. I'm pissed off. I'm just gonna follow on good old daddy's footsteps. Might as well do something with my rage. I'm gonna fucking become a cat burglar. So with her newfound skills, she goes and burgles some stuff. But she ends up getting arrested pretty quickly into her recklessness. Because she doesn't really actually know what she's doing. So, um... Black Fox, her father's mentor, was like, hey, I'm going to bail you out and you can be my mentor because clearly... Mentee? Pupil. Yeah. 
I don't think mentee is actually a thing. Yeah, and I wrote people. I just didn't say people when I was just talking. So he's like, hey, you have good genes. You have good thief genes. Your dad was pretty good. You clearly want to do it, but you're in jail. So let's. You got to do something. Let's not. You let's not get in jail. So she ends up amassing a fortune of stolen items mm. with his help. And with this, she's like, you know what? Let's let's get a cool thief identity. And this is when she makes Black Cat. Fuck. She's like, I am so hot. I would like to be even hotter, even hotter, <laughs> potentially brutally hot. So scorching. She the first night she puts on black cat. Her black cat costume is it, she wants to break her father out of prison, and this is the night that she meets Spider Man. Oh, a dork! <laughs> so, despite her feelings of utter loathing towards all men, Felicia's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh. I was just about to say, oh, it's one of those where you're like, oh, I can't believe I like this <laughs> yep. dude. Ugh. Who is this no, fucking stupid boy? So stupid. Why? Why? That's definitely how you feel about yep. Spider-Man, especially if you're fucking Felicia. Yep. And if you could potentially be with women, but you are like, I'm somehow attracted to this too. It's fucking Peter Parker. I put in my notes right here. I don't know how he keeps getting all these it doesn't hot make sense. fucking women. It doesn't make sense. Where do they keep coming from and why do they like him? Yeah. when Unless you're Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, why do they like you? <laughs> she meets Spider-Man. She's like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I like this boy. Why? So. <laughs> the troubles with being bisexual. You're like, but. I, there's this clever decision, and then there are some men, and somehow I'm still stuck here. <laughs> and somehow I'm still here. Um, she felt, after working with him for a little bit, she just felt like Spider-Man was one of the first men that she could actually feel like she could kind of actually trust, and was actually a good person, and sweet, and she just grew fond of him, and eventually started having loving feelings towards him. He is and a I'm dumb baby. sure she wanted to throw herself off a building a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, first of all, that's just getting feelings, but that's definitely... going to throw myself into traffic over here for a yeah. minute. You're like, this guy, look at me and look at him. I know, it's true. Oh, <laughs> I could have anything, but my stupid brain is like, isn't he really cute? He's actually kind of cute. Isn't he kind of sweet? Kinda it was really nerd. nice when we ate some sandwiches together on the <laughs> roof the other day. I just thought that that was nice. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Relatable content. <laughs> so, I didn't want to spend too much time on Peter, because obviously Felicia is her own character and is great, but he's obviously a big part of her life, yes. and he really does mold her character in the beginning mm-hmm. because that's where she she was in the Spider-Man comics. So when she showed up, he was around. Exactly. They're just kind of chilling and being cute cat and spider friends. and Which is really funny if you think about it. It's true. Um, so Felicia was like, oh no, I feel like I kind of need to prove myself to Spider-Man because he's like a superhero and I'm a cat burglar and I want him to know that I can be a good person too. And not just steal these assholes things. And I said, don't worry. Gross male writing is all up in here. All the fucking beginning. Yeah. 
I my face is contorting. Yeah. Yep, through. that's essentially what I did as well. But yeah. she, so she wants to prove prove herself to Spider Man that she isn't just a cat burglar. Be like, I'm like kind of a good person. Like you, I swear, like also I swear wanted to also be good people good together and like maybe put my mouth on your mouth, <laughs> like like just a little, a little. Mm-hmm. I'll put my mouth other places too. I would like to touch your butt. <laughs> Um, and she finds an opportunity, uh, after learning that Kingpin controls an incredibly powerful detonator. So, the owl, but the owl- Spider-Man has some stupid Yeah, there's a bunch of random villains in here. I'm like, who the fuck are you? So, the owl- Like, every old um, fucking asshole. Plans to get this weapon and use it to hold- all of New York City hostage. So embarrassing. I don't also first I ever live in New York. Well, and also like the reason to not live in New York is the people who go to New York to live in New York. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And the same sort of thing with LA are the people like this who are like I can make it big by being a villain in New York. I'm like, sure. okay. This is true. Okay. So and being the owl the owl is trying to be a badass, and then Doc Ock is like, nah. Who do you think you are, I'm the owl who killed that lady? Gonna... <laughs> the staircase. Watch out for the staircase owl. Watch out for the staircase owl, the only owl you don't want to fuck with. Apparently so. So Doc Ock is like, nah, owl. I actually am going <laughs> to just destroy the city with this weapon. That's the better plan. And I also say, that is true. I would much rather destroy something than take something hostage. Because hostage is a lot of work. Yes. There's a lot of work in taking hostages. If it's just destroyed, it's done. You don't have to think about it anymore. Well, hostages, I feel like you're trying to do it for money. Whereas destruction, you're trying to do it just to destroy. Which, like, fair. And also, I feel like if you're at that point of rage, you're ready to just destroy things no matter what. Which, also fair. Yes. Whereas doing shit for money, there's always some other asshole who's like, I could pay you to not do this. Yep, it's true. So Felicia is like, you know what? I'm going to steal this so that way no one can have it. And then I'm going to give it to Spider-Man and we're going to fall in love. Um, (laughs) I wonder if a man wrote this. I mean, maybe Spider-Man's love language is gift giving. I mean, that's fair, but like, this is... (laughs) It's not like a Spidey plush. No. <laughs> so. God damn it. She uses her abilities and she steals the bitches. She steals the bitch from all the bitches. <laughs> what I meant to go with. It's all good. <laughs> and she does. She gives uh, the detonator to Spider-Man. And because of this, she became the target of Doc Ock's revenge. Stuff happens. There ends up being a brawl and a battle. Shocking. No one. And he does end up getting a hold of Felicia and basically is like, hey, men, because I have men, apparently, go ahead and just fire at her. So Wait, Doc Ock? Yeah. Doc Ock has her and he has men. I don't know. He has men. Yeah, that's the face But he takes all of his goons and they all have guns and they all just essentially shoot her. 
And Spider-Man is like, I'm here and I'm going to stop this. But she's really hurt. I have to take her to the hospital. And she obviously lives because she's still alive. But she has a bunch of surgery. And when she wakes up from her surgery, this is when she realizes, oh, no, I'm in love with fucking Spider-Man. And at this point, I don't think she knows he's Peter Parker. (laughs) No, because my very next line is, after she's recovered and they begin a relationship, Peter reveals his identity to her. (laughs) First of all. Just like Peter to get in a relationship without letting somebody know who yeah. he is. So, I don't think... Okay, so, they're in a masked relationship. Because I don't think... I don't know if he know He might now know who she is because he had to bring her to the hospital. Yeah, that masked relationship <laughs> sounds super hot. We'll get into that, too, because they do that when uh, after Civil War, too, when everybody forgets who Spider-Man is. Right, that's but, so dumb. Yeah, we'll get into that later. They're in a relationship... And then Peter is all having the feeling. So he's like, I'm Peter Parker. And she was like, why? Leave that on, please. Shit, that's what you look like. (laughs) So they're in this relationship and he reveals himself. Mm -hmm. He's already revealed himself, I'm sure. But now he reveals his true face. Of Peter Parker. He's like, this is my license. And he's (laughs) full sneezing in the picture. He's like, I don't want to date you anymore. And... Felicia does have huge problems now accepting him as Peter Parker and the man behind the ma- underneath the mask because Peter wants to have like a regular life and she's like, but why? Yes. Why? Yes, girl, yes. Yeah. So. That's why I love her so yep. much. She's, she's like, like, how about we just continue to be Black Cat and Spider-Man because don't I don't really want to be Felicia dating Peter Parker. Have but you seen Peter Parker? He's a nerd. It's true. They continue to date, try to work it out, communicate, and so they continue on for a little while. But because of, but also through all this, she's having trouble with her near-death experience and her lack of superpowers. Mm. A little bit for herself, but mostly because she feels like she's going to become some kind of liability for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. She is worried that he has an overwhelming want to need to protect her Mm -hmm. and will do something dumb because he's just thinking oh no she's just human and then does something dumb and then gets himself killed i was going to ask if she knows about gwen it sounds like she does not gwen's dead um no i don't know if she knows about gwen i was gonna say it sounds like she doesn't know about gwen but does like pick up on the fact that peter has this like weird safety complex with all of his girlfriends Weird, I say, knowing exactly where it came from. (laughs) So, when Spider-Man ends up disappearing during Secret Wars, Felicia tries to find out a way to get herself some powers. So, she's rejected by the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Rude. I know, right? She's like, whatever, I'm too hot and rich for all you anyways. fuck you guys. (laughs) And she is offered an opportunity to undergo a process similar to ones that were used to create the scorpion, which just instantly made me think of scorpion sex, of course. Oh, no. And the fly. Yeah. Um, Who's the fly? Why? I don't know. Once I know again, Scorpion. At no, least. I don't know. I don't yeah, know either. Scorpion's yeah. fucking stupid Mac Gargan, who's like, I turned into venom and decided to eat people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so edge lordy. So she goes through the process. It's finished. 
And only then did she learn that it was actually all, like, Kingpin's Mm -hmm. fucking shit. So she's like, God, God, I can't tell Peter he's gonna be so mad. (laughs) Kingpin is the worst. It's true. It's true. He's so good as a He's such a good good. Yeah. But I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast, but out of every villain that the MCU has had, Kingpin is the best. best. Kingpin is the best, best, and Kingpin is the scariest. And that's probably why they're yanking him into the actual MCU because they need him. Because he's incredible. He's so good. I'm so excited. Anyways. She's like, I am not going to tell Peter about my powers because I I think Peter is going to overreact to not only me getting powers, but then me being like, also didn't realize, but surprise Kingpin. (laughs) So no, not a fun surprise. No, my bad. (laughs) So confetti and everything. (laughs) Her uh, powers that she gained here, because remember, before she was just skilled. She gained her bad luck power, and this bad luck power actually ended up infecting Spider-Man and became a permanent jinx on him. That's honestly fucking hilarious. Which apparently was the whole point Kingpin gave Felicia powers. Well, was damn. To I mean, I'm not surprised by that literally at all. Yeah. But like, so, the two of them start... Their secrets, they know their secrets between them. They don't know what the secrets are, but they know something's up. There's walls going up. They're not communicating anymore. Shocking story of Peter Parker's life. Go see episode whatever when we talked about MJ and Gwen. God damn. <laughs> and they break up. Or Peter breaks up with Felicia. and Which she, is... She's pissed because, one, Peter broke up with her. Peter doesn't break up with anyone when it comes to these ladies in their lives. His la- These ladies in his life, he gets dumped on his fucking ass. Which Remember makes that. Sense. Peter Parker is the reacher. Remember that. By, like, a lot. Yes. But she was also going to break up with him because she was actually worried about all the the Jinx powers yeah. on him. Well, so she was going to break up with him anyways and then he broke up with her first and she was like, fuck you. It's like getting fired when you're just about to quit. Uh, yeah, you're like, exactly. oh my god, yes. I was, you didn't even give me the satisfaction of being like, eat my fucking butt. Yep, exactly. So, alright, so Spider-Man is like, oh no, there's actually something wrong with me and it's not just regular Spider-Man bad luck. There's something wrong with me. So he goes to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange is like, yeah, there's this weird bad luck aura that's just like attached to you. Mm -hmm." And then Peter is like, and he does connect it back to Felicia. But he assumes that she does it. She did it on purpose. He, she doesn't, he doesn't realize that she because she lied about it. She yeah. didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, she did it on purpose. And and she didn't. So he goes to Strange and is like, hey, fucking get this jinx off of me. And Strange is like, oh, okay, I can. But there's probably going to be side effects to Felicia. And I don't know what they are. And Peter is mad. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Yep. Get this fucking jinx off of me. So he removes the jinx, and he, um, and because of this, he completely changes Black Cat's powers in the process. So her bad luck powers are gone, and they're replaced by a heightened strength, agility, balance, vision, and she has actual retractable claws. I mean, honestly, like, kind of a boss. I mean, kind of an upgrade, yeah. but kind of 
fucked up because I don't think he talked to her about oh. it, and she just discovered one day that her powers were all different. So I say it's and her claws were retractable. It's super <laughs> bullshit that he did this and he's shitty about it. But at least she got a better deal at the end. So yeah, so, and the claws are retractable, so she can still be burned. This is true. This is that's an very important point <laughs> to everything that I didn't think about, but very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> so with this, she updates her black cat costume and goes to rekindle her relationship with Peter. They work through their problems with good old communication. Communication. And, even, and she even stands by him when he's being accused of murder. As Spider-Man is. I don't know. He's accused of say, murder. I don't remember that, but that doesn't but Yeah, so... They find, they end up tracking down the source of whoever framed him, and it ends up being the mercenary known as the Foreigner. I feel like I've talked about oh, the Foreigner Oh, yeah, before. he has a goofy hairdo. Yeah, I feel like I've talked about him before, or maybe you have. Um, so they are like, hey, Peter didn't do this. So he's like, my life is finally kind of coming together. I have this hot girlfriend. I'm not framed for murder anymore. Everything's cool. And then he comes home. And he overhears Black Cat discussing plans to essentially ruin his life. (laughs) So he follows her and he finds out that she's never fucking forgiven him for screwing, like, fucking her over with the whole just ripping out her powers from Stephen Strange and not talking about it. okay. By, and also pissed And also pissed off kind of that he broke up with her, and she didn't get to break up with him. And so... That's so petty. Yep. So she is actually in a relationship with the foreigner to get revenge just to fuck up Peter Parker's life. Oh my... I love this girl so much. God. That's so fucking funny. It's so good. Unfortunately, during her whole ruse, and even though she's pissed at him... She's like, oh no, he's dumb and cute. He's and I so still like him. Endearing. Ugh, oh, Peter God. Parker. And so she ends up double crossing the foreigner and getting Peter out of whatever the fuck she was trying to get him into. He's probably and- like, you hired me. <laughs> What's happening? You can just not. <laughs> and she ends up moving to Europe to essentially just start over. And this is when. This pushes Peter to Mary Jane because he's broken, essentially, by all this. Felicia comes back to America and she is like, okay, let's find Peter. I've had some time to think. He's had some time to think. Let's figure this out. But at this point, good old Venom tells her that Peter's already married to Mary Jane. Yup. So she's Oh my god, I've seen that exact yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, it can't just be months later if they're no. already married. No. So but anyways, she's mad. She's a little bit jealous, which isn't a great look, but also gross male writers. Felicia wouldn't be jealous. No. I'm sorry, do you know who she is? She's the hottest person she's in the world. One of the hottest people in the world. She'd be like She's hotter than every man in the world. Oh, would you guys want a third for a couple days and then I'll peace the fuck out? Would you wear the Spider-Man mask the entire time? She'd be like, can I just actually have MJ? Because yeah. she's way hotter than you too, Peter Parker. I would like to touch <laughs> Peter's butt while he's, like, 
you can take pictures and let us touch your butt the entire time. <laughs> Perfect. And then I get literally everything I want. <laughs> uh, also, I might rob you guys or one of your, like, do you guys have any rich names? I was going to say, they don't have any money. No. <laughs> they don't. It's like, oh, wait. She essentially ends up kind of like, I don't want to use the word harassing, but just like constantly mm-hmm. like picking at them and bugging them. And then she ends up starting to date Flash Thompson to fucking taunt Peter. Everybody taunts Peter by fucking dating Flash. Gwen dated Flash too, I think. I think you're right. You would definitely know. I'm pretty sure that's what it was before because she was like, oh, you're not going to pay attention to me? Then I'll just date Flash. He's here and available and likes me and you hate him, so I know you'll pay attention. So maybe you'll fucking look at me. And he's like, I am looking at you, but also all my Spider-Man problems. Yeah. So anyways, dating Flash because she just wants to fucking piss off Peter. But eventually she, you know, gets some better writing and they're like, oh, she wouldn't be petty like this. So she ends up just becoming friends with Peter and Mary Jane. Perfect. She breaks up with Flash and is friends with Peter and Mary Jane. And they just, you know. Are friends. Are friends. Because Mary Jane is awesome and Peter is also there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So. I mean, if I can be friends with one of the, like, hottest redheads and just, like, hang out and be like, hey, let's have a sleepover where we just, you know. Talk about. Talk shit about Peter Peter, and also, like, play in a pillow fight. We'll take a couple selfies and we'll block out everything. And then we can put on all of the jewels that I own. Makeovers with my billions of dollars worth of jewels. Do you want to feel gaudy as fuck? (laughs) Like, yes. Fuck. All right, so they're all friends, and then Peter does something dumb. He decides that he doesn't want his superpowers anymore, and they're a hindrance, and so he uses this device to remove his uh, spider abilities. He then realizes, oh shit, I fucked up, and Felicia's like, yeah, you fucking fucked up. That's the only thing that's special about you, Peter Parker. (laughs) And I will help you. (laughs) I will help you get your powers back, because you're fucking stupid. (laughs) So, while they're trying to find this thing to restore his powers, she ends up getting hit with something, and it actually erases most of her cat-like abilities as well, which is why at the beginning I told you what her two powers were, Mm -hmm. because those are currently her only two powers. Her, like, bad luck and then her whatever the other one was. Yeah. So... Which is why she's got all that cool shit. Which is why she now has all these cool gadgets. So she's like, oh shit, I could do all these things that I can't do anymore, so let me buy a bunch of fucking equipment from the Tinkerer and put it in my costume and just it will just replace... All of my abilities that I uh, lost. Oh shit, I'm pretty sure that's what money is for. <laughs> a girl after my own heart. When money doesn't buy happiness or solve your problems, people, talk to Felicia Hardy. <laughs> that also means that you're probably too rich if money doesn't solve your problems. This is true. So, In which case, you can give some of your money to me, it'll solve my problems. It will solve and a lot of my fucking problems. You feel better. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. She, like I said, bought all this stuff, so she's like, fine, it's fine, I'll still do my thing, because I have all this cool tech. And if Tony Stark does it, I can fucking do it too, except I look a million times hotter. Mm. And then she still 
you know, teams up with Spider-Man from time to time, but she's like, get your life together, Peter Parker. <laughs> get your fucking life together. <laughs> and then Civil War happens. Oh, so Felicia doesn't actually have a huge part in Civil War, but she does accept an offer from Misty Knight and Colleen Wing to help the new yes. heroes for hire. And they team up together. And to be they the go, hottest team ever? To be the, literally the hottest team ever. And they go and apprehend some, uh, all a bunch of um, unregistered heroes. That's their job. But they're just the fucking hottest team ever. It's true. I know. I threw that tiny thing in because I knew you would fucking love it. <laughs> Thank you for feeding me so well. <laughs> um, after this, after this whole civil war thing happens, <laughs> Felicia is like, you know what? Let's go back to my life of crime because I made way more money doing that. She ends up regaining her bad luck powers by the help of a super villain. I don't know if it was help of or. or Something happened to her. I didn't get in there. But super uh, villain scientist, Dr. Trama. Trama? T-R-A-M-M-A. I think it's supposed to be a play off of trauma, but it's not spelled like trauma. Yeah, no. And I didn't want to say it like trauma because it's not spelled like trauma. No, you're right on the... It would be trauma. Bro is trying to be trauma and it's... I googled it to make sure it just wasn't spelled wrong, yeah. but it's Dr. Trama That's of 616-616-616. She gets her bad luck powers back, and she actually gets some um, retractable cybernetic claws as Ooh. well. So that's pretty cool. And then she's like, hey, Spider-Man, Bitch. we're going to do a thing again. But it's only because you accidentally stumble upon me while I'm breaking into some place. But you're cute, and I keep remembering that I like you, and this is after Civil War, so no one knows who Spider-Man is, and Peter is not with that guy. I was gonna say, we've done the whole one more day, new blah blah blah. Yeah, this is, so this is when when Spider-Man was like, I think my aunt who is gonna live for three more years is more imperative. Important than my marriage and the baby that MJ is carrying. I was going to say, and the baby that she's carrying. Yeah, the entire world. But so it's fine, Peter Parker. So this is after all of that. So Felicia doesn't even know who Spider Man is. They are like, hey, I just. This is when I started reading comics Mm -hmm. right after this because I remember I have I have the one where she is in the Spider Man talk. And she's, like, biting the fucking pearls. And she has her black cat mask on. And it's super hot. Um, So, anyways, that was the side tangent. Mm -hmm. So, they're like, okay, let's do this on and off again little team thing. We're going to work together. They work together together against Mr. Negative, a couple other people. Apparently, uh, Mr. Negative stole some of Peter's blood. Felicia stole it back. But then she sold it to a bunch of vampires. And that's... Felicia! And then Spidey runs into Morbius. Is that fucking nerd's gonna come around? Yep. And while Spider-Man is now dealing with Morbius, Felicia's like, hey, I'm being forced to work with fucking Sasha Kravinoff because my she kidnapped my mother and everything's not great. She was forced to steal back the lost family possessions that have been missing since the Russian Revolution. That's kind of fun, though. Because she kidnapped her, because Sasha kidnapped her mom. I mean, that's not fun. That's not fun. So, like, 
all this is happening, and Felicia's like, you know what, Spider-Man? Let's do this relationship thing. I knew we were kind of in a relationship before, even though I don't know who you are. But let's, it's no strings attached, and it's masks on all the time. And Peter's like, okay, you're real hot, and I've lost everything, and you're a connection I have to that, so okay. We'll keep my mask on. So they do that while all this is happening as well. But eventually, they break up again. And Peter starts to date this chick named Carly Cooper. I remember Carly Cooper. I don't know who Carly is. She was recent, which is, uh, and I, like, I never read anything with her in in it. I just saw, like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, because I don't think Peter was actually away from MJ for that long. No. So, him and Felicia break up. She still doesn't know he's Peter. He's dating this Carly Cooper. And then Spider-Man is captured by Dr. Trama. Oh, my God. And MJ, who apparently... Remembers. She doesn't remember. Oh. But she knows Peter. Yeah. Or she knows Spider-Man. I guess she knows spider I was going to say, I think she remembers not, like, their relationship, but she remembers that Spider-Man is... Okay. That Peter is So she contacts Felicia... I don't know if she knows who Felicia is or if she just knows her as Black Cat. I mean, um, they're in the, like, we're too hot to handle in New York club. That's so they fair. know each other. They definitely know that. each other from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, hey, sexy bae, we kind of need to go rescue Peter, except I'm just a human that only kind of knows how to fight, and you're a fucking badass yeah. bitch that has powers. So can you help me? And Felicia's I'm being like, as boss as I can. Yeah, I am trying. I have a bat. I am ready to go. I just need a little help. I don't. I don't know. And Jay with a bat gives me like <laughs> all the feels. And Felicia's like, "Let's fucking go." Yes. So they go and rescue Spider Man, and then they go out for lunch the next day and become bestie friends. <laughs> Keep me up. See if I'm around. I'll bring a really expensive bottle of champagne. I would die on the hill that MJ is fucking by. Oh, yeah. MJ's like the party girl. Yeah, it's true. She's definitely not opposed to making out with a girl. Exactly. Also, wouldn't that be a really cute shoot of Felicia and a Mary Jane, like, eating breakfast, eating lunch and drinking coffee at a cute little diner, like, a cute little, like, restaurant outside? Yeah. The umbrella. Mm-hmm. They're like, Peter's running late and we don't care. And we don't care. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now they're friends Aww. again. Yeah. No, I love Cutie that. babies. I like that, you know, consistently there's always some good writer that's like, no, she would be friends with them. Yeah. And they brings them back. Yep. Some at some point, somewhere along the way, there's this Wi-Fi hologram. As you can tell, we are clearly in our time now because it's a Wi-Fi hologram projector. It's created by a scientist named Washersmith. He's from some place called Horizon Labs. So many goddamn fucking weirdo labs. Yeah, where do y'all get this fucking money? I don't know, but um, not grand. This Wi-Fi hologram. It was stolen from Horizon Labs. And Felicia was framed and then put in jail. Oh, that's bullshit. I know, right? But I bet she looks cute and orange. <sighs> she's in jail, um, but she escapes because she's Felicia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? I'm a salty, spiteful boss bitch, so I'm going to fucking find out who fucking framed me. 
And while she's doing so, she runs into good old Daredevil and Spider-Man. Oh, hey, you fucking nerd. I know. So. Both of them on the back of the head <laughs> and then on the butt. <laughs> yes, 100%. So the three of them go to Wasser Smith's apartment. I have to say it with like a Smith's head. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it any other way. That's fair. And they find good old Wasser Smith. Himself in a secret room. Dun, dun, dun. So, according to Watcher Smith, Terra One Corporate forced him to commit the theft. So, he was the one that stole it and gave it to apparently yeah. Terra One. So, Spider Man's like, I'm going to take you to jail. And Felicia and Matt are like, let's go check out this Terra One place. And then they find out that the Black Spectre are there all to do something with this projector. Daredevil is hot. Is fucking hot. Yep. Good old Matt Murdock. The end of the podcast. (laughs) Is like, I'm going to fight all these Black Spectre guys and you go fucking figure out who's the actual boss of this fucking plan here. So Black Cat's like, got you. Baller. I fucking got you because I'm a Because I don't want to do that. Because I don't want to fight all these people. That's a lot of them. They all look like sweaty dudes and I'm not into it. So, I know you're into a lot of, like, not actual self-flagellation where you're whipping yourself, but, like, all of the, like, figurative. So you take these fucking 100 ninjas and, <laughs> and I'm going to go else. deal with this guy. So she finds the mastermind of the plan. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even know who it is. Is it anyone specific? No, it's just some person. We don't know yet. I think we find out who it really is, but it's just someone. And he wants her to get, he wants this Omega Drive. It's a piece of technology that has data on every criminal organization. And apparently Daredevil has it right now. I don't know if he picked it up off the ground and put it in his pocket, or he actually just has it. I don't know. A criminal black book. Exactly. But, so he wants it. And he's like, hey, I'll give you some pretty sweet shit if you get that for me. I know you like money and jewels and artifacts and that kind of shit, girl. That's who you are. You're an anti-hero and you're a thief. Do your and, shit. And she's like, okay. I don't know what the what what he offered her, but whatever it was, she was like, I'm here for this. So she's like, I'm going to go seduce Matt Murdock. Hey! I'm going to get into his apartment, and I am going to steal this Omega Drive. So while they're in his apartment... I literally was going to make a joke about like her just being like, I'll just feel your butt a little. I'm just grabbing it. And then she's pulling the drive out yep, at the same time. Yeah. So they're essentially... In the, the essentially what happens. happens. Yeah. So they're in his apartment. They're probably making out, because that's hot. So she obviously knows who Daredevil is because she's making out with him. I mean, unless their masks on. I don't know. I don't feel like... She probably knows a bunch of people and is still like, keep the mask on. Please keep the mask on. His little cell phone goes off. His little little superhero pager. Mm -hmm. And he has to go be a superhero. So he's like, hey, hold that sexy pose. I'll be right back. And she's like, can you really see me? (laughs) Is this a good pose, Matt? (laughs) And so he goes off 
And she's like, okay, I gotta find this fucking not holding this Omega fucking Drive nerd. Did, did you see how my back was contorted? It was it hurts. uncomfortable, and I'm not gonna be able to get back to exactly the same thing. And I know you're a stickler for detail. So, she's like, looking around for the Omega Drive, but then she's like, actually... Matt's kind of cute and kind of a good person, mm. and I kind of feel bad. So I, I guess I don't want to bite his I butt. guess I guess I don't want mm. to actually do this. So she doesn't. She doesn't. She leaves, and she leaves him a little note, being like, "Hey, the Black Spectre is coming after you for this device. Watch out." Yeah, you should hide it or something. Yep. Yep. But she has to go, like, sort of into hiding for a while until they figure this out. Because apparently what whoever the Black Spectre are is a big, bad organization. organization. And they're after her because she betrayed them. So, you know, after this whole going into hiding thing and all this shit that happens, Felicia's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done with being a superhero. I'm done with being a fucking cat burglar. I'm done. I'm just gonna steal a few more things. Just a couple. To save for my retirement, mm-hmm. because I'm not rich enough. And then I'm going to re- legit retire. <laughs> so, just one last hit. <laughs> so, during this time of Felicia just kind of randomly stealing some stuff so that she has her retirement plan, Dr. Ock, Doc, Doc, I like how I shortened Ock, yes. but didn't shorten Doc. <laughs> I feel like Doc Octopus is weirder, but it definitely is. But it was weird that like, I only but, yeah only shortened one of them. I Neither wrote Doctor Octopus, but in my brain was like, you don't need to say all of that, so it came out Doctor Octopus. You're like, oh, I'll just finish here. <laughs> so Doc Ock switches bodies with oh Spider-Man. god that whole yeah. fucking nightmare and tries to take over his life and fuck everything up. And he bumps into Felicia in a robbery where she's stealing something to, you know, for her retirement. And he attacks her and then ties her up and leaves her for the police. And she's like, what? Yes. And because of this, all of her treasures that were repossessed and all of her criminal contacts broke ties with her. She's fucking... Yeah. I was gonna say I would destroy this at Peter Parker because she doesn't know it's Doc Ock. Yeah. Oof. So she teams up with Electro. Uh, well, <laughs> no, so she escapes the prison when Electro destroys it. Gets a new little costume going on there and is like, you know what? Fuck Spider Man. Not in the not fun, literally. Not either. how I usually not do. how I usually like to fuck him. Like, fuck him with the fucking, like, jackhammer or something. He sucks. (laughs) So she's like, I am going to destroy him because fuck this. But she doesn't know it's Peter Parker. She only knows it's it's Spider-Man. Okay. And she also doesn't know that it's Doc Ock. Yes. I'm just going to say, it's a whole heckin' nightmare. Yeah, it's not great. So... Like it's I a said, lot of like weird identity nightmare yeah, yeah. fucking shit. So Felicia's all salty and wants revenge. Shocking, you know. Go back to the beginning where we she wanted really to love murder her rapist. So a revenge. petty bisexual bitch. Not My heart that murdering your rapist is petty. That's normal. That's normal. You should murder your rapist. Yeah. 
Might as you well. have my seal of approval. Same, mine too. <laughs> so she's like, if you know you would what? Like a, a sticker for a stamp of approval, we will send you one for free. For free, just let us know where to send it mm-hmm. and well, what trial to fi- follow. <laughs> yes, yes. So Felicia's like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck him over real bad. But the best way to fuck him over is not just by like getting my shit back or doing whatever. Is it dating Flash Thompson? Or dating Flash Thompson. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking become a crime boss. Yo! And she does. She does. So she joins, she makes an alliance with Electro and basically uses him as fucking muscle to Her dominate Zapper. the underworld. And then she's like, okay, now that I have this whole fucking underworld shit and I am the main crime boss right now, I am gonna fucking destroy... Peter, not Peter Parker, just Parker Industries. Oh. Because Peter apparently has a company. I forgot about And I don't know how she made the connection because she doesn't know it's Peter yet, but maybe she sees, like, I don't know, whatever. There's, she's like, I'm funding Spider Man's nonsense somehow. So, Felicia, or, okay, so maybe this is why they do it. They interrupt a press conference at Parker Industries, which draws the attention of Spider Man. Ah. And there's a big confrontation and a big fight, and they almost unmask him. But then Spider-Man's new ally, Silk, saves him. Oh, Silk. Yes. And remember, he's still Doc Ock this whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's still Doc Ock. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know when he... I don't know. I don't think I talk about it because I don't think it has anything to do with Felicia. But right now, he's still Doc Ock. God. Um, after they do this and they have to back off because Silk comes, the Black Hat and Electro attack a demonstration of a device developed to depower Silk, apparently, or Electro, I don't know, to to power people. And they steal it. So, our girl then, because she has all the tastes, is like, actually, I don't like you, Electro. You can Mm. leave. Your face is, I mean, your face is a face. Your mask is really pointy. Yeah, you you. can leave. Did you ever watch the Spider-Man porn? Yes. That, every time I think of Electro, (laughs) I just think of the Electro from the (laughs) Spider-Man porn. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And it's my curse, I guess. when I went to San Diego Comic-Con, I met a bunch of the people who did the superhero porn. And um, the lady who... I don't think I ever watched the Justice League one, but the woman... I think the only one I watched was the Spider-Man one. played Mara, um, saw me as Mara, and was like, oh my god, Mara! And I was like, hi! She was so cute. That's so She was fun. like, how was you in the Justice League porn? And I was like, what the fuck? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so we have a picture together, and um, I'm pretty sure they used one of Aaron's friend's... Aquaman costume. Oh my god, that's how, I would love if I was like my costume. That would be the porno. So <laughs> Felicia's like, I'm done with you, Electro, and she ends up kind of just consolidating her whole group and her whole role as crime boss, and just has her own little cute little gang of superpowered villains that she's in charge of. Oh, I bet she wears a suit. I'm sure it's very hot. So she's established as a major player in the underworld. And she buys this bar with no name and Hammerhead uh, to take down Spider-Man. So she is trying to figure out how to take down Spider-Man with uh, Hammerhead and no name. But 
Diamondback, not hot female Diamondback. I know. I was just as dizzy because I was like, ooh, and then I read he later and I was like, ooh. Ooh. That completely changed the image in my head and I am disappointed. (sighs) It's like, he is also up and coming in the underworld. So he's like, you know what? I don't like this bitch, but I'm going to try to befriend her because she seems strong. And then she's like, no. Nah. And then he tries to murder her. <laughs> she's but, like, I wish you were the other diamond back. Yes. Because then we would way better. <laughs> then we would have just had sex yeah. on the floor. <laughs> so say, we would just be a better couple. I might start shipping. <laughs> I feel like it works a lot in a lot of different ways. Oh shit. Alright, so they're in this fight and he is is injuring her almost fatally, and then the defenders show up and save her because Matt Murdock is still like, and I'm like, no one blames you, Matt Murdock. And um, they bring her to the hospital, but as soon as she wakes up, she's like, peace and release. Yeah, yeah. So Felicia, even though she's injured, because capitalism tells us we can't be hurt or relax or recover at all, goes to this uh, meeting organized by Wilson Fisk, who at this time is the mayor. And turns out, though, that um, it's just a setup for her and, uh, and the other crime lords. They're all arrested because apparently Matt Murdock is the deputy mayor and he arrests everyone. I don't know. I didn't read it. I don't know what's I literally am like what the hell is happening? But here we are. Yeah. I'm like for a minute I was like is this the right universe? Am I in the correct universe? <sighs> I almost drowned and also spat yeah. all over your computer. Yeah, that would I have been a bummer. He's wearing a cowboy hat and also a sheriff <laughs> thing. A sheriff. Star. He's not. He's a deputy major. Yeah, that doesn't. I matter. I don't know what that means. Does not matter. So he there only has a cowboy hat. Cowboy hat also has. Horns. Uh, yeah, it's true. It, that is. Oh yeah, maybe like assless chaps because just for me and maybe you and also Electra. I'm looking out for us. <laughs> And apparently Black Cat. And also Black Cat, because yeah. she obviously also has the hot spot. I assume Electra is bi, so I'm looking out for all of the bi's who are like, Matt Murdock. Oh. Hi. Can you turn around? Oh, hey. <laughs> so, they're all arrested by Deputy Major Matt Murdock. But they're like, hey, Felicia, you have some skills. And if you help us fight against the hands... We'll let you out of jail. Oh. And she's like, okay, I can do that because I don't really want to be in jail and the hands This is boring. So she does end up later. fuck the hand. Yeah, fuck the fucking hand. Not the good hand. (laughs) So. The good hand isn't going to let the average person fuck. It's true. Because she's a lesbian. (laughs) Uh, The defender, she ends up uh, helping the defender's to fight Diamondback because he sucks and then hopefully hot Diamondback female comes back and slides in and is like hi I was supposed to be here the entire time mm-hmm mm-hmm so long I'm ahead of sorry guys I, I just needed I needed a minute yeah 
I just needed a meme I had one of those, like, strappy things, and it was falling it down. Just, so I, I needed, just sent this other yeah. diamond back off to, like, do to my just, thing. You, and here and I see that he didn't do a good job. He did job. a really bad he job. He didn't even wear pink. <laughs> so, Eddie Brock loses Venom. Sad face. I was going to say my, <laughs> my Don't worry. Me. He'll go back, yeah. but not yet. And then Lee Price stoles the Mania symbiote from Andy Benton. And uh, they establish a crime group. Crime groups. Crime groups. Wait, who, where does Venom go? Does Venom I don't go? know. They don't tell me. But um, the Mania symbiote, Lee Price, he stole it from Andy. And he's like, I have this cool symbiote. I'm going to make a criminal gang. Of course. He forces a bunch of pieces of the symbiote to go into minds of criminals and controls them. He ends up attacking Felicia and her gang and ends up taking over all of them. And the reason for doing this is because she was invited to the first time gathering of the five largest crime families in the world. And this was basically the invitation that Lee wanted to get to all the crime families so he could end up taking all of them over. Spider-Man and Anti-Venom stumble upon Lee's operations and they're like, oh no, this isn't good. And so Felicia, using what little willpower she has left, gets in contact with Anti-Venom and he destroys the symbiote that's controlling her because he's Anti-Venom. That's what he does. Oh, I feel like I should have put that one together, obviously, way before. And when I mean contact, I mean like literal contact. That's it? (laughs) Yes, because he's anti-venom. So she's being controlled by a little bit of piece of symbiote. And she's like, hey, and it gets destroyed. So she's not mind controlled anymore. And she's like, hey, let's join forces and develop a serum to fucking free all these bitches who have fallen under mind control, including Spider-Man. He fell under mind control at some point, too. Spider-Man's the easiest person to manipulate ever. So... Spider-Man is the damsel in most of his things. Yes, it's true. So they make this thing that, uh, this serum, it's a serum, I keep saying a thing, but they make a serum Mm -hmm. that unmind controls people. And when they unmind control Spider-Man, he's like, hey... I'm going to tell you what the end game for Maniac shit is. And it's just not good. It's, you know, all bad. that bad stuff. So they're like, oh, we need to, we need to, yes, essentially. We need to stop this. And everybody's like, good plan. So they make like this weapon thing and they code it in the anti-venom and then they like shoot it wherever and a bunch of people who are under his mind control get hit with this, and it, they make him not under his mind That's control good. anymore. Yes. So now there's all these like little pieces of fucking maniac venom squirming around because they just flew out of these people. And there's our whatever that carnage episode, <laughs> carnage bomb. Yeah. Uh, Price, who's the one who has maniac, is like, I'm gonna take the little bits of symbiote left and bring them back to me since they're squirming around free to make me a little bit stronger since I was pulling myself in a million directions. So he gets a little bit stronger because of that. And he's initially overpowering the heroes, but Felicia discovers that if you've once been 
controlled by Maniac, you are now immune to it after being freed from the anti-venom. So, Spider-Man, so to make sure anti-venom doesn't somehow get controlled, I don't know how he would, he's anti-venom, but apparently this is a worry they're having. Spider-Man's like, hey, absorb some of my blood and take this immunity, because that's how it works. Anti-venom's like, sounds good, and then they win. Sounds like science. (laughs) You're good at science, that works. They stop the world from ending from symbiotes, because... They, they suck sometimes. It's like kind of a bummer. They're kind of a bummer, unless they're just Eddie Brock and Venom. Yeah. <laughs> so, this Thieves Guild pops up. It's an ancient society of criminals. And the, apparently, this the superhero community sort of found out about them. And so Felicia's like, hey, we need to go steal this shit back and we need to return it because I have a really bad feeling that something bad's going to happen. If we don't return it. And they're all friends again because Felicia's like, oh, we kicked some symbiote ass and that wasn't you who tried to fuck everything Uh. up. It was Doc Ock. So Spider-Man's like, hey, sounds good. Let's go steal these things back. So they have a little heart to heart before they go steal all these things back. Felicia's like, hey, just so you know, before we go on this thing, I want you to know that when everybody lost their memories of who Spider-Man was, I did too. Yeah. But I know I used to know who you were, and I know I was used to be one of the only people who know who you were. That's bullshit. So I don't, I feel like this significant connection our relationship had is gone, even though I hated knowing who you were. Yeah. But I still feel like... It was mine. I It was mine, and I loved it. Yeah. And now I don't know who you are. And so Spider-Man takes off his mask and shows Felicia who he is. And then they are like, okay, our friendship is good. Our bond is solidified. Let's go steal some shit back. So they go steal a bunch of shit back. It's all good. They return it. They're friends. And everything's good. Nice. There's a bunch of other random stories that Felicia pops up in, all stealing shit, doing this, doing that. It's fine. Being hot in the background. Exactly. But we're going to quickly talk about her newest series, her newest 12-parter series in 2021. And this is where they essentially confirm that she's by. I read some of it. I didn't get through all of it because I ran out of time. And it's actually comprised of a bunch of different short stories. But I'm not really going to go into it other than... There is a little ghost basset hound named Bats. Oh. And Felicia is his friend. Oh. And every once in a while, she needs him. So she goes, she goes, hey, Bats, can you help me? And Bats can talk. And Bats is like, yeah, I'm a ghost basset hound. And she's like, I need you to do this thing for me. And he's like, yeah, cool. I can do that for you. So she comes and helps him save Doctor Strange. This fucking... Ghost Basset Hound named Bats. And there's even one point, I don't know how he's in it, but she has a fucking, like, baby harness on her chest with Bats in it so Bats doesn't get lost while she's, like, swinging through the fucking city of New York. And she's like, everything's fine. I just have a ghost dog on me. And Bats is like, don't worry, girl. I got you. I'm going to get you through this shit. It was more symbiote shit that was happening in it. So, yeah. so cute. shit. It's so cute. And I will probably do an episode on bats because I didn't know he existed until like two days ago. And I'm obsessed. Your heart is bigger. My heart is full. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a bunch of different stories in it. Like I said, there's only, it's 12 part, it's 12, um, comics. They're in the third, third one. And she's with Wolverine for whatever reason. They're in Madripoor. They're looking hot. Wolverine's literally always Always in Madripoor and she's wearing this hot dress. It's fine. So they're in Madripoor and they're doing whatever they're doing. I didn't read this part. I only skimmed through it to get to this. So I don't know exactly the story. So there's a story going on and... It's Felicia's comic, so it's all about, it flashes all from her point of view. And it flashes back to, just so you know how they do those flashbacks when they're trying to be like, and they learned a lesson here, and it mm. sinks in with what they're doing they here. They remembered something else. Yeah, so she's evil. with her mentor, uh, Black Fox, and one of her oldest friends, and also a cat burglar, Tamara Blake. I'm going to paint this picture. Keep Please do. Because it's important. Yes. They're sitting um, on the ground in uh, their living room. Mm-hmm. There's a coffee table. So, you know, it's like probably a foot and a half, two feet off the ground. And they're on one side. And Tamara is on the uh, right of Felicia. And Felicia has both her hands on the ground. She's kind of sitting back, leaning. And Tamara has her... Right, her left hand on the table, and she's leaning into it. On the other side of the table is a black box, and he's teaching them magic. (laughs) What he's teaching them is, hey, you want to make people pay attention with this hand? Nothing over here because I'm doing something with this hand. Yeah. And all the while, while he's teaching this. The next panel shows mm-hmm. the whole thing so you can see under the table. And Tamara, who's leaning on her hand like this, has her hand over here and her and Black Cat are holding hands. <laughs> and with that, they confirmed that Felicia was by. Yes. So that cute little dumb little story. And that and that was like they pulled it in because that was whatever what was happening in the main comic was like distract them with this hand because you're really doing the magic over here. Yeah. But it led directly to her being like, my girlfriend. That's really, really cute. <laughs> um so and that's where Felicia's been left. I mean, it's it was very recent when that finished coming out because it was the end of last year. What I love is they confirmed it. It, but they were just sort of, it was simple. Like, they're like, here's this cute little thing. We're going to confirm it. And we put in random hints throughout the way. But we're not going to make a big deal out of it. Because it is not at all really. Ab- it, Felicia being bi has nothing to not do with surprising. who she is. Yes. Which is great. She's a cat yeah. They didn't Ooh, They didn't cat make cat it cat. like, oh, and she's bi. Like, we're da, doing da, da, this, da, 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 da. this equality thing, an inclusion mm-hmm. thing. They were just like, yeah. Like, I don't know when the very, when the, that, uh, Spider-Man, Black Cat, the men that do evil came out, but when they first hinted at it, but, like, they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna throw things in because this is who she is, and it's confirmed. Yeah, she is. Nice, nice, nice. And there she is. All right. Bossbabe.com. Drew Leiter here. Wish you could keep up on DC Comics, but don't have the time or the money? Not a problem. Join Cletus Jacobs and I as we bring you recaps and commentary on DC Comics, television, movies, and more, whether they are good or not. 
The Earth Station DCU podcast comes out weekly and is part of the ESO Network. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. What's your shirt say? Uh, it says sounds sounds gay. gay. I'm in. All I saw was sounds because the rest of it was. Squished under my, like... <laughs> squished under yep, your boobs. Under my boobs and in my stomach. Yep, as one does. It's a sounds. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so today for Pride, for our Pride episode... Let's go. I have no idea what you're talking about. Fucking yes. Yeah, there's almost no way that you could have guessed. Uh, I'm talking about North Star. Oh, the OG. Oh, yeah. We're both talking about white-haired people. Well, yeah, there's white-haired, right? Now he's so he's got black he hair black with like hair. silver through I think it. There's white in there. I was going to say it's like white. Everyone, we are going there. monochromatic with the colors yes. today. Well, black yeah. and white, and he wears black and white. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're definitely yeah. in that mood. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And also fabulous people, but we are. Yeah, I mean, it's pride. Well, so what are we going to do? Who are we talking about? My sources today are How a Canadian Superhero Brought Queer Representation to Marvel Comics by J. Andrew DeMann. Marvel's Greatest Ships, How North Star Fell for His Human Husband. Did you? I don't think you did. I didn't. On CBR. And then it was fandom and Marvel and Wikipedia. You know, it's the usual Mm -hmm. shit. And then Mm -hmm. these two articles. I think it was just these two. I read a couple of different things. Oh, and I also, so I read the comic where North Star comes out and I read the comic where they get married. Cute. I know. I was like, oh, babies. Sweet beans. Um, I love them. A messy gay. And that's my favorite kind. Uh, so it's the only kind. It's at least 80 to 90%. I would say 85% of queer people are at least messy. Uh, so Jean-Paul Bobier. Or uh, North Star. Gonna get to use a lot of my. Uh, <laughs> literally, my next line that I wrote in here: Did I choose him because we've been making fake French laughs a lot recently? <laughs> no, but that's just convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Super annoying, but true. I hate it. Um, North Star, uh, incredibly important character as far as queer comic book characters go. Um, as far as between Marvel and DC, he was the first to be like an out character. And I think there, there was something probably beforehand that was not as like mainstream because nothing calls him the first, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's the first among your mainstream superhero comic characters. Books. Exactly. That people actually have an opinion about. Exactly. Exactly. Also, getting back to eating your twin in the room, because uh, there's some strong Yikes twins here, and I love them. Eat your twin in the room. Mm-hmm. North Star is a member of the Team Alpha Flight, the Canadian uh, superpowered team, which was created by writer and artist John Byrne, who we'll talk more about later. Uh, the team first appeared in a two-part story in Uncanny X-Men 120 and 121. Byrne never... Intended you know what years those were. You should know seventy three episodes in that I'm gonna ask what years. Those I know. Uh, Nineteen seventy nine. 
April 1979. I was going to oh say, Oh my God, same month as We're hitting a lot of. Oh my God. We're hitting a lot of like similar fucking shit. Weird. It's really funny. Weird. How, yeah. I don't know how we do this. It's, it's very weird Especially when it happens as, like that's that. That's so weird. Yeah. Also, a good month apparently for people to come out, uh, characters to come out because mm-hmm. I was like, them and like that's most of Alpha Flight was like, hey. There's a bunch of disasters, but they're fun. And Burn never intended the team to be an ongoing title. They were just, like, a team that the X-Men was going to fight at the time. And basically, like, they were trying to bring Wolverine back to Whack the Next. And the X-Men were like, nah, Wolverine's with us now. So they had a big fight, blah, blah, blah. So uh, these were created as background characters, and Marvel convinced uh, Byrne to feature them in their own series uh, because he was very popular at the time. And they were like, hey, here's another series for you. Just do the fucking thing. Um, and he was not super into them and uh, left the title after writing and penciling the first 28 issues, which is still a lot. Yeah. Um, still what like two two and a half years worth. I was gonna say that's that's a chunk of fucking time. Uh, the series continued until nineteen ninety four, lasting a hundred and thirty fucking issues. Damn, so it was a weekly thing, uh, as well as annuals and miniseries. Uh, there have been three short lived revivals since. Most recently, an eight issue. Uh, limited series in 2011 and 12 after the resurrection of the team in the one-shot comic, uh, which would be some sort of a spoiler, except for everyone dies and comes back so many fucking times to see that other fucking episode. Exactly. Um, Most of the team members have distinctly Canadian attributes, such as having Inuit or First Nations or French heritage. Uh, Throughout most of its uh, history, the team has worked for Department H, which is... Canada's Department of National Defense, um, but it's like a fake one that deals with superpowered villains. Basically, what happens with Alpha Flight is James James Hudson, who uh, ends up becoming Guardian, who is like the guy who looks like the Captain Canada. Like, that's what he looks like. He's got a big fucking maple flag, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know you know what I'm talking about. But he's like, he sees the Fantastic Four... You said maple, and now I'm thinking of the little maple candies, and I want one. Go. Yeah. So the original team, uh, now to make you think of something else to eat, was called Flight. Just, which makes me think of beer flights, or also our cute little coffee flights. We need to go to that coffee place again so we can get another coffee flight. Uh, So during one of their first, like, fights with people, with, like, big bads, uh, one of the flight members panicked and everything goes fucking haywire and they were like, you know what? We need to make tiered teams for this. Which is why we have Alpha Flight, as well as Beta Flight and Gamma Gamma Flight. I know! I was like, oh, it makes sense! Like a light just turned on. Yeah. Yeah, so the original makeup of Alpha Flight uh, was Guardian, uh, James Hudson, big fucking nerd. He's got a big uh, maple leaf on his costume. Northstar, our baby, who is a little gay elf bean uh, from Montreal, Quebec, a mutant with powers of super speed and light generation. Aurora, who is Jean-Marie Bobier. Uh, his twin sister who, uh, suffers from dissociative identity disorder because Marvel is like, maybe multiple 
personalities is a really fun, interesting thing to write about and not no. a terrible thing that happens to a person. No. Uh, yeah, it isn't. Like her brother, she also has, is a mutant with powers of super speed, flight, and light generation. Uh, there's Sasquatch, who... And you know, to interrupt quickly, No, you're, sorry. I'm sure you're right, so go ahead. What's really annoying about giving them some, giving a superhero or a comic character... D.I.D. A... a, a Mental illness. A mental illness that doctors don't even understand yeah. means I can only imagine how it's written. Oh, bad. Like, doctors we'll don't even understand We'll get into a little bit it. of that, but it's, it's bad. Like, and it actually only just started getting called that. Yeah. Before they realized multiple personality disorder was not what Not it what's is. happening. Yeah. But, like, you choose that one when doctors don't even understand it. How can you fucking write it? Arrogance. <laughs> All right, that's my rant. For that. mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've also got Sasquatch, who is Walter Lingowski, who is a scientist from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and he transforms into a big fucking Sasquatch. His uh, it was originally uh, explained that it was like a Hulk-inspired gamma thing, and then it actually was later explained that he's actually a mythical monster. Oh my which god. Which is, I feel like, the most that. comic book move of all time. And I love it so much. Yes! Yeah, and then you had uh, Shaman, who is Michael T. Jungman, who is a First Nations medicine man from uh, Calgary, Alberta. And he's both a skilled doctor and a sorcerer. And Snowbird, who is known as Narya. She is an Inuit demigoddess from Yellowknife. Uh, and she can transform into animals of the north. Mm-hmm. She's really cute. She's cute. So they're all, honestly, some pretty sick characters. And you know I'm going to end up adding some of these to my list. Probably especially Aurora. Since uh, if I'm going to do the Maligned Queer Twin, who, let's be real, they could have been a lot more sensitive about. I might as well do the Maligned Mentally Ill Twin, who, let's be real, they might as well have been a lot of more sensitive. <laughs> Which they blatantly should have been more mm-hmm. sensitive about. Like, so my thing here is... Also, DID is a real thing and not like a fun gimmick, but that's neither here nor there. If you want two personalities, you have symbiotes, you motherfuckers. And you have comics, so you can make it whatever you want. Yeah, it could be anything, but it can't be this. So, uh, getting into our twins and then getting into Northstar. Jean-Paul and uh, Jeanne-Marie Bobier are born to a French-Canadian family in Montreal, uh, they have the OG mutant backstory in that their parents are dead. Their parents are dead from, like, fucking infancy in that they get in a car crash when they're, like, very, very little babies. So after their parents die, he and his twin sister are separated. Jean-Paul is adopted, and Jean-Marie is uh, not. And I think she's sent to an orphanage, but this is I a bet they wouldn't do that now. No. I don't think they do it back then, but who knows? It's 1979. They wouldn't yeah. split up twins. I mean, it's a lot, but it doesn't super matter because the second set of parents go the same way of the first parents when he's six. So he loses two sets of parents. Oh, my Yeah, God. it's another weird accident. None of them have anything to do with him. It's just like, 
hey, all of your parents keep dying. So he's brought to a foster home. It uh, doesn't do super well there. It ends up like running around and running away. He leads a pretty lonely childhood. And then as a teen, he ends up trying to, like as a very young teen, I think, he ends up trying to uh, steal from a man named uh, Raymond Belmont, who was involved in uh, some shady dealings. And Belmont basically like scooped him up and was like, hey, stop being dumb. Also, I'm getting some vibes that you might be gay and you might be mad about it, and it's all cool. You're going to be totally fine. It would be like if Batman grabbed Jason off of the streets and instead of being like, hey, let's turn your thirst for violence into something into terrible. Into thirst for violence. <laughs> yeah, into something terrible was like, let's help you accept yourself and turn your like weird anger and energy into something useful. And which... you're also bi, so we can talk about that too. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, let's be useful. Let's paint. But yeah, so Belmond is like, hey, uh, you're fine. And it like, if you think you're like frightened of what you think you are and stuff like that, and he's just kind of like leading him out of that and into wait, self-acceptance. Wait. Are we talking mutant powers or are we talking gay right now? Uh, they say mutant powers and there's a strong wink wink there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get into why that's all like wink wink, nudge nudge, blah blah blah. Okay. Belmond is like, hey, why don't you do something useful with all of this like terrible energy that you have and gets him into skiing and he gets like really, really good at skiing to the point where he becomes like a professional skier pre when his powers surface. It doesn't say anything, like, traumatic that, like, caused his powers to surface, but I assume that's through nobody gave a fuck about writing it. The end. Uh, His powers do kick in at some point. Basically, his powers are, he's a speedster who can fly. I'll get into, like, the specifics of it. Is jealous? Yes. (laughs) A speedster who can fly who's a twin, and his... Twin has, like, powers that are similar to him and not something totally different. Yeah, I think Pedro is fucking jealous. <laughs> and they have, so they have the thing where when they touch, they can create, like, light blasts. So they have, like, an extra twin power. Oh. So Pedro's like, they have an extra twin power, and Wanda's like, I'm making universes Wanda's over like, here. Be quiet. I'm tired of <laughs> pushing Pedro's full face away. Oh my god, can you leave me alone? Why don't you go tell them about it? He's like, I already did. And even though Jean-Paul is a speedster, he told me to fuck off. He still said I was being annoying. So weird. He becomes a speedster and then he's like, I don't want to do the skiing thing anymore because it's literally too easy for me to beat everybody. And it's I'm, really slow. I'm fucking bored as shit. So, uh peace and he quits um and then he leaves belmond uh raymond belmond and uh he's an acrobat for a fucking minute for some reason you read some batman comics and got some inspo he from was like for hey, a minute i'm like basically that but i've got these pointy ears <laughs> so mm, question mark uh and then uh in his young adulthood he joins the uh, liberation du quebec uh front de liberation to quebec which is the Quebec Liberation Front. 
one of those things where it's like, this is just the same words, just so you guys know, which is a militant uh, separatist movement for Quebec in Canada. And then he's like, oh, you guys are terrorists and uh, you're trying to assassinate somebody. So he stops a bomb <laughs> and also makes sure that his name doesn't get in anywhere. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop this bomb and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. This is dumb. This is not what I wanted. Yeah. And then so as he's, like, doing all of that fucking shit, uh, he is approached by um, James Hudson, who had already met uh, Jean-Marie and was like, hey, I have your fucking twin here, um, and you should come and join us. We're Alpha Flight, not Beta beta Flight or Gamma Flight, so you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about being lesser. We're Alpha. We know that you wouldn't fucking join that, so it's all fucking good. So, uh, yeah, he comes through and, uh, joins them and, like, meets the sister that he really never knew because they parted as children. Um, and their relationship is froth. It's, it's very messy. They do a bad job of being siblings, but what can you do? And to be fair, I love Northstar a lot. He's a little fucking bitch. (laughs) He's very bitchy almost all the time. Tends to be the twin brother's job. Being a little fucking bitch. And then um, he's present when they fight the X-Men in Calgary to try and get Wolverine back for whatever strange reason. Potentially the metal on him. I can't understand anything else. Yes. Uh, but also uh, in this issue, uh, Northstar meets his old friend Raymond Belmont. And um, he basically is like, hey, come meet my long last sister. Um, person who I definitely only know in a heterosexual way, um, who blah, 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 is totally normal. And then turns out uh, he is, uh, Raymond Belmond is attacked by this crime boss, Deadly Ernest, who has this kill touch and is murdered. Deadly Ernest. I know. hate it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I would shit goes down and enjoy kill touch. Kill Touch is pretty sick. Um, and everything, like, gets basically solved. They, um, and Northstar avenges, like, Belmont's death. And it's one of those things where it's like, y'all didn't explicitly say this, but my man is avenging a man's death who just called him basically pretty when he was meeting Aurora. It's filled with implications <laughs> Subtext, subtext, subtext. And there's a strong reason for that, and we'll get into it at the very end. So uh, they kill De- uh, Deadly Ernest, um, blah, blah, blah. But Northstar has a, pro- a lot of a problem being uh, part of a team because of his, and I did not write this, this is fandom writing this, abrasive personality. <laughs> I feel you. I can relate. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Northstar and Aurora constantly have issues and are at odds. Uh, he's shitty about her relationship with Sasquatch. And, um, and there is one point where he like asked her if he, she romanced her way to safety. And she's like, Whoa, what? Excuse uh, me. Excuse me. What did you that's, say? That's some fucking bullshit immediately. And he's like, Oh, I don't know what he's a fucking idiot. Uh, so Aurora is like, I'm not going to fucking speak to you. And she talks to Sasquatch, who is also a doctor and is like, uh, I would like to be able to generate light without Northstar anymore because he's being a little bitch. Because he's being a fucking bitch. Like the king and queen of petty out here. I swear to fucking God. 
she's like, I don't want to be have powers with you or deal with you at all. And he's like, I'm quitting this fucking team. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, later on, uh, she seeks him out to try and reconcile. And then they find out about his, like, uh, history with that um, terrorist group for Quebec. And she's like, that's some bullshit. And they have another problem because they fight literally constantly. And just so you know, like, I didn't actually go- get in any trouble for that. Like, legally, my name's not attached. And also, when they looked at it, I didn't do anything wrong. And she's like, oh, okay, my bad. Uh, and then Sasquatch dies because, you know. Because comics. Yeah. Um, but, like, they have a bunch of adventures to find his soul and to find a body for it. Because and the comics. body that they find for it is the Hulk. And oh. he's like, I'm not going to go in that body because comics. Exactly. But that's when they kind of, like, that's when they figure out that when they touch now, instead of making light and instead of not making light, they fully negate each other's powers. So they, like, have no powers at all. So hopefully they don't touch while they're flying. Because that would be a bad time. So uh, later on a skiing vacation, uh, Northstar has to expose his mutant powers to save a woman's life, who is uh, just somebody who had been mind-controlled by Kara Kilgrave, who is, I assume, somebody related to, you know, Kilgrave from fucking Jessica Jones. Purple Man? Yeah, they call her the Purple Woman, and it's horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and because Northstar couldn't prove that he never used his, like, speedster powers in any of his competitions, they took all of his medals for his amateur career. And he's like, fuck this and fuck skiing. I'm not doing that anymore. It's he done. wasn't doing it anymore anyways. Yeah, well, he was maybe doing it sometimes for funsies. Uh. And now he he's like, he I don't even want... Oh, he quit. He wasn't... But, like, I'm sure he occasionally skied because he lived in Canada. He just wasn't doing it God, professionally. Who the fuck lives in Canada? Uh, all these fucking nerds. <laughs> it's cold there. Yeah, so he develops this mysterious uh, illness, which makes him cough a bunch and is making his healing shitty. And then he has a best battle with pestilence. I'm not sure which Who's version... pestilence? A villain, but like, I'm like, is this? It's one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. But I'm not say, sure. are there the other three with pestilence? They're not there at this point no. in this battle. Okay, I'm not pestilence. sure why. And pestilence I'm, making him cough. Pestilence is making his coughing worse. So, and then like, um, Aurora's schizophrenia is getting worse, and like, that's not the same thing as dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, no, it's not the same thing at all. Throwing your fucking shit around. You have no idea what you're talking about. Uh huh. Um, so, uh, it turns out that North Star is getting sick because, uh, he and Aurora are half elf, like the elf from Alfheim, the Asgard elves, and they have to go there to, like, figure out their shit and get, like, their magic back. Which also, that turns out to be a lie from Loki, because I'm pretty sure about halfway through writing this, they were like, oh, this is bad. We just drew him with elf ears because we like a hot elf eared gay boy. Which, same. And not unfair. Who doesn't love elf ears? I'm here for one. Fuck yeah. Two. Probably. Hopefully two. Hopefully two. You have two Ideally two. It would be really weird. But yeah, so... um they go to Asgard. Uh, he gets, like, trapped in uh, Alfheim, and it's a big fucking bunch of nonsense, which is fully and totally 
useless and unnecessary. Um, and then they're like, oh, actually, you guys aren't elves. You are still just regular, regular mutants who have elf ears. This story was useless. So, mm-hmm. but mutants, mutant power, mutant gene makes a lot of things. So maybe their mutant gene just gave them elf ears. Exactly. Kurt has elf ears. Well, and they they have elf ears, and they both have like like white streaks throughout their yeah, black hair. It's just so a exactly. weird mutant thing that mm-hmm. happens. It's fine. But Kurt's so fucking blue. What was actually happening in the writing is that one of the writers at the time wanted pink. North Star okay. to have AIDS. And they were like, maybe let's not have our one, one gay, gay character have die AIDS. of fucking AIDS. Yeah, like, probably not a good idea. Yeah. Okay, so uh, March 1992. I uh, was two. You were you were two, and North Star was coming out. And I'm coming, coming out. out. Oh my god. No. No. Well, Gina. no. Well, what else are you going to use that fucking <laughs> song for? For real. I read this issue. It is a full ass nightmare. Um, but you know, it's it's touching on gay issues in 1992. So uh, let's talk about it. God, so I don't even want to think about gay issues in 1992. I mean, the fact that they did anything is something, which is true, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it starts out with a, God, a retrospective too. on this dude with named uh, Major Maple Leaf which uh, is a dude who fought with, like, Cap and the original Human Torch and is Namor. Is he a Maple Leaf? He is not a major... He's not a... He's not a major... <laughs> oh, fuck. He's not a Maple Leaf. He's a, he's a regular dude who has, like... Ma- he's got, like... It seems like he's got similar to Cap powers. He's very okay. strong and kind of dumb. Not that Cap is dumb. Cap's very smart. This dude is dumb. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, Major Maple Leaf, it's dumb. And then it cuts to 1992 now, not regular now, which is 30 years in the future from this. Um, I know, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. That makes sense because I'm 32. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and this dude is uh, sitting in a bathroom, in a bathrobe, watching a, t- a TV documentary about um, himself when he's younger. Okay. Is he in the bathroom, in a bathroom, watching He's TV? just in a bathroom. I just don't know how to speak. Um, and he's watching, like, a younger uh, documentary about a younger self, his younger self, who is being on TV with, like, a probably wife and a baby, saying that he's, like, ready to leave being a superhero behind and be, like, a, a parent full-time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, like, the last panel on this page, he's is a silhouette of him, like, bent over the TV and crying. So, you get a, some idea of what's going on here. Cut to Elf fight, uh, fighting some someone. Who fucking cares? And uh, Jean-Paul, here's a... And, yeah. Jean-Paul Bobier. Uh, okay, wrong one. Uh, yes, no, much taller, let's be <laughs> real. Uh, and definitely a better butt. Uh, here's a baby crying and full on is like, like abandons his team and does not tell him, tell them that he's leaving at all. He goes and finds a, uh, baby in a trash can, which is very special oh. episode mode, but it's fine. Uh, rushes with it to the hospital because it's sick and also it's a she, so I'll stop calling it an it. <laughs> um, and brings her to the hospital and is like, she's got a fever and she seems like she's sick and also she was in a fucking trash can, so like, if you could check on her and see what's going on. And they're like, yo, you're uh, North Star from Alpha Flight and we know about that because I don't know, so superhero, superhero media. So, uh, 
Of course, hey. we'll look into that fucking shit. What do you do? Found a baby in the trash can. Call the cops. <laughs> Call somebody. Nine one one immediately. <laughs> I'm definitely not bringing it home. What? Well, I'm like, what would I do with the baby? Well, I bring it to the hospital. Yeah. Or I, well, I would call 911. Exactly. But you bring it to the hospital and then you're like, okay, well, I'm not also going to pay for this. So no. No. This, you guys got to figure this, this out. This is state. For sure. This is my good deed bringing you this baby, yeah. but I'm not paying for it. No. So. It's not mine. So I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even want to pay for my medical bills. I don't. I, don't, actually. I can't even pay for my medical bills. So, yeah, so, um... Okay, so, baby, and they were like, hey, you're North Star. Yeah, so North Star's like, uh, take care of this baby and figure out what's wrong with it. And they're like, yo, that sounds great. And he's that's like... That's what we do here at all. The, that's literally our job, so we have to do that. And also, like, not doing that would be incredibly immoral for us. Um, he's like, okay, I'm gonna sit in this waiting chair until... Um, <laughs> it's a waiting chair! It's a waiting chair. It's the singular waiting chair. <laughs> Yes, this is a waiting chair. <laughs> just one chair for you. Everybody else has to stand because they're not members of Alpha Flight. They don't fucking care. About we only have one waiting chair in our hospital. <laughs> so he goes into full uh, father's mode with this kid, stays to hear what's wrong with her, and um, when the team is having meetings, he's like, you guys have to, if you want me at the meeting." You have to meet at the fucking hospital. If you don't want me at the meeting, that's fine. Like, you should have just met somewhere else because what else is, what is Jean Paul really offering to this? Uh, not a whole lot, but like, they brought the whole thing to How the- long has he been at the hospital? Three weeks. This think, baby is either going to survive or is dead at I, this point. I think they said it was three. So I just read it earlier today. So I think they said it was three weeks. I don't think that makes sense. That is false. This baby, you, you, this baby is either going to be dead or is going to be okay. This is some bad writing. Yeah, so they're like, why is she sick? Um, blah, blah, blah. Turns out. Ooh, actually, okay. If you want to guess this one. Oh, God. What offensive thing could you possibly go for here? Remember, we're talking about gay stuff. I know. I don't know. And I know as soon as you say. Oh, you're going to be like, oh my God, obviously. Uh, the baby is dying of AIDS. Okay. Yep. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that obvious. <laughs> no. But it was that obvious. No, it's, yes, exactly. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's exactly that fucking it's obvious. That um, obvious. So yeah, so the baby is dying of AIDS. It contracted it in utero and uh, North Star is fucking beside himself. So because they're like, all of their shit is publicized, they, um, make a big deal of it, and there's a lot of um, the Alpha Flight members are on the news calling attention to the AIDS crisis, and basically a lot of Canada has, like, risen up to kind of give a shit about this, like, poor baby that has AIDS and stuff like that. Also, Jean-Paul has decided to call this baby Joanne uh, Bobier because she's his daughter, because he's a big fucking weirdo. So um, none of this sits well with our friend Major Maple Leaf. Uh, so he oh, breaks through the wall of the hospital oh. and is ready to throw down against this fucking baby. And Jean-Paul is like, whoa, wait, what the actual fuck? Wait, why is he throwing down with the baby? So Major Maple Leaf is like, I've already lost everything. And then he goes full on to like, 
like bring his fists, big giant Captain America sized fists down and smash this baby, which is in a fucking incubator. Why is he so mad at this baby? Um, and North Star stops him and is like, what the actual fuck? And Major Maple Leaf is like, my son died of AIDS. He was gay and no one, uh, threw any fundraisers for him and gave a fuck about him. And they all thought he deserved it. And he keeps, which hitting. is, which is real bad, but don't smash this baby because of it. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and he Take it out on like, those fucking idiots. Hitting North Star and like talking, saying all this shit. And North Star's and, like, hey, I'm gay. I, I get it. Say, and North Star <laughs> is like, bitch, I'm gay. Don't lecture me on my own shit. Um, what he actually says is, do not presume to lecture me on the hardships of homosexuals must bear. No one knows them better than I. Then uh, it gets even more cringy than when it, where it has been because, yeah, so basically he's like, mad that this baby is being painted as an innocent, whereas his kid was painted as somebody who deserved it. Which I get, but don't but also, smash the baby. Don't smash a baby. Go smash the fucking politician. Exactly. And then this dude, after figuring, after finding out that North Star is gay, which he, like, yelled in a hallway somewhere at this hospital, is like, how fucking selfish of you to keep it to yourself. It's uh, everyone's duty to be out to everyone, especially Whoa. in the very early 90s. I'm like, eat. No. What? You have no duty to be out to anyone. Ever. You come out when no. you are ready exactly. for it. And also, like, that's not safe to do now. No. 30 fucking years yeah. later. It is... Bullshit. Some gross shit like that. And he says something like, don't you realize the good you could do? Which, like, yes, you could do a lot of good if you were out. And then he says, um, by not talking about yourself and staying in the closet, you're as responsible for my kid's death as the homophobic politicians who ignored the AIDS crisis. And I am like... <sighs> like, wow, did you not understand your kid at all? No. Wow, you're assuming that's you're the point bad they're per- trying to make. Oh yeah, absolutely. You. Yeah. Um, you. Thankfully, North Star is also like, whoa, what the fuck? How fucking dare you? Absolutely fucking not. I am no more responsible for Michael's death than he was for his own death. Like this is and like I agree, we have to talk more about AIDS and its victims and shit like that, but like this isn't the fucking way. Also, I'm really dumb. This isn't my fucking wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like I'm dumb, but I'm gay. I'm I'm, I'm here to talk about gay shit. I'm, I don't. I yeah. tell me where to stand, and I will stand there. Yeah. <laughs> then later in that comic, Heather and one of the other members that I didn't recognize um, of Alpha Flight are talking about how much money is spent on defense because Alpha Flight is government funded, but nothing is given to healthcare, and uh, it has been 30 years since this comic came out. And, and nothing has changed! Nothing has changed. Uh, so Joanne does Hey guys, he's on the police. Like, really shortly after that. And the last page of the comic is a, a newspaper cover with Jean-Paul in the front announcing his homosexuality and that uh, silence means death and with the AIDS crisis, he can't afford to be part of that silence anymore. And then uh, he leaves Alpha Flight and writes a book about his experience called Born Normal. I don't see him writing a book. <laughs> he's so he's a like he's he's smarter than like he's a smug piece of shit, but he also isn't dumb. He's a dumb gay, <laughs> but that's a different thing than being regular regular dumb. 
That just means that you're thinking too much with your dick. I like how you said regular tegular and said regular tegular. <laughs> regular tegular. <laughs> um, okay. In 2001, he's uh, briefly recruited to a team of the X-Men after um, Jean Grey goes to a signing of one of his books and uh, he foils his own uh, assassination because he has super speed and this person who tried to do that was a dummy. Uh, And then when he goes to the mansion, he has to immediately, almost immediately deal with some fucking homophobic little like student there who's a little shit and like they get in a fight then he ends up having to save this kid's life and uh the kid ends up respecting him because of it and it's like well i still hope you get hit by a bus (laughs) i wouldn't have saved your life you fuck um i would have let you fucking die and it would have been absolutely fine with me. And then, uh, so, uh, once, like, all of Magneto's plans that he came to stop are foiled, he's like, later, I don't want to be here anymore. And then he does end up coming back to the mansion again to teach for a little while, um, which he's kind of, like, guilted into by Charles Xavier, because Charles Xavier is like, can you go collect this mutant for me? And it ends up turning out to be this boy who, like, explodes everything in a three to four foot radius. Oh, yeah, that's pretty big bummer. Yeah, uh, including, I think, uh, he explodes Northstar while they're, like, flying, and then um, they fall, and everything is terrible, and the boy ends up dying, and then Northstar is like, I guess I'll be a teacher. <sighs> North Star didn't explode? No. Well, he exploded when they were flying and then, like, he fell. But, it, like, North Star's got a fairly decent healing thing. You know, he's a speedster, so he's got at least that sort of nonsense going on. So, like, he he's heavily wounded. Like, he's in rough fucking shape, but he uh, regains consciousness and does, like... And then he's like, I guess I'll be a teacher now. Um, also, during his uh, teaching, he's like, so Bobby Drake's, like, kind of hot? Uh, what's that whole thing? And then he's like, I guess I won't touch that because it seems like Bobby's heterosexual. Though the writer at the time is definitely playing up to, like, Bobby is extra hetero to kind of hide that. And at one point, fucking Northstar talks to Polaris about Bobby and uh, people who have slept with Bobby. And she's like, nobody really sleeps with Bobby. They just kind of endure him. <laughs> It's like, oh no, wowzers! Yeah. Um, so yeah, he ends up teaching uh, business, economics, and French, and also super fo- super powered flight classes, which sounds really cool. But obviously, I can't take that one. <laughs> you only get to take those if you have flight. I only get to take French. Let's be real. He'd <laughs> be like, you don't understand economics, and I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> you are accurate. You're right. Uh, and then he makes a he forms a close mentor relationship with uh, Anoli, who is another, like, gay student. Then there's some weird, like, fucking cult shit with this cult called the Dawn of the White Light, where they do a lot of, like, brainwashing nonsense, and honestly, it's not that interesting. So, let's not... How can you make a cult and then make it lame? I know! It's a cult! It's a mutant cult! 
I'm like, come cult. on. The cult I would join. Oh, well, it's, I think it's a cult where they basically, like, control mutants. No. So it's not ideal. They wouldn't let me join because I'm not a mutant. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, the whole Skrull thing happens. And then oh, after the defeat scrolls. of the Skrulls, uh, Jean-Paul seems to start to enjoy a more normal life. Uh, in that he gets to, uh, he created his own extreme sports business alongside his sister, um, which, like, he does his whole skiing thing, so that's fair. He goes back to skiing and, like, actually uses powers on it and is like, He's like, look how much better I can be. I was gonna be. say, look at what I actually look like when I use my powers, you fucking bitches. And breaks some, like, crazy fucking, like, ridiculous records um, for everything, which is really fun. That is where he meets Kyle. Kyle is a friend of Jean-Marie who worked with her previously. And uh, she kind of hires him and is like, could you like watch out on my brother and make sure that he doesn't do anything super stupid with our business and whatever. He's like, sure. And then it's like, uh-oh, I have a big crush on him and everything is terrible. And he's just like a normal dude. And they just have a really good relationship. It's nice. He moves to California, question mark. He moves far away during the beginning of his relationship with Kyle. And it's like hard for them to kind of reconcile their whole thing there. And uh, later, while uh, Northstar is uh, training Surge in using her super speed, they stop to like give a random interview because Northstar is that kind of... Is that hoe over there? That's when he finds out about Simon Trask's uh, Proposition X, which is basically like Mutants aren't allowed to breed unless, like, they're specifically given permission, which is so fucked up. Don't breed in general. Don't breed. Breeding's terrible. But, like, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, "Mm, if that happens, I'm definitely going back to Canada, guys. Uh, But he still sticks around for a bunch of uh, different missions during that time while he kind of, like, fights this fucking nonsense. But yeah, so since Kyle and Jean-Paul have been dating, Kyle has continued to manage Jean-Paul's brand and coordinate his shows and audiovisual shit and stuff like that. He's had to deal with a lot of the like normal shit that if you are a normal person who is dating a superhero, you have to deal with, which is like occasionally getting kidnapped or mentally controlled by the purple woman for some fucking reason or having to deal with some fucking robots and goddamn nonsense. They try to make this long distance thing work. It obviously fucking doesn't. And they move into an apartment in Hell's Kitchen. Northstar continues his work with some of Wolverine's X-Men. And Kyle gets fucking kidnapped again. Uh, And they finally save Kyle. And uh, when I kept getting kidnapped, I'd be like, can we put a tracker in me? Yes. I'm done with this. Yeah. Well, I think they can we shoot a tracker into my arm so that way you can find me real quick. Once he gets him back, Northstar proposes to Kyle, and Kyle's like, "I think this is not the right time. This is wrong." Can we put a tracker in this ring, though? (laughs) Like, this isn't it. And Northstar is like, you know, 
He's a dramatic, dramatic fucking dickhead about everything. So, of course, he's like, oh, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. And then other stupid, dumb shit happens. And Kylo's like, yo, who knows how, li- how long our lives are going to be with this fucking shit. And I do love you. So, yeah. I guess. Let's fucking get married. Let's just do this. This is probably a little too fast, but you move too fast with everything. That's your whole fucking deal. You're a speedster, so... Let's do it. So they have a, like, really cute marriage, which is the other uh, thing that I read, which if you're going to read one of them, that's definitely That's the one to read. (laughs) Don't read the other one. There's, yeah, there's, like, just a lot of, a lot of cute stuff in it. Um, There's a lot of parts where you're like, why would we just include this person who's like, I don't know how my, like, grandmother would feel about it. I'm like, who Fucking cares. No one cares what your your grandmother's dead now, Uh, and if she isn't, she should be. So fuck her. Thirty years ago, your grandmother's dead now. Oh yeah, actually, you're right. That (laughs) makes sense. And then they get married, and they've been married for the last nine years, and are still very happy. Uh, They have uh, they had a honeymoon in Paris, and then get targeted by the Friends of Humanity, because of course, uh, and then they moved to Krakoa for a little while, and I think Aurora got murdered, but also Krakoa right now is bringing mutants back left and right, because they've figured out some way to bring people back, which potentially means that they will be resurrecting Joanne so that they can have a kid, which is messy as shit. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So, uh, all that bullshit aside, which is literally all of the story, uh, let's talk a little bit more in depth about the gay shit and the coming out and all of that. So, John Byrne, the writer at the time, uh, or the first writer for Alpha Flight and the first writer of uh, North Star, was basically like, this is a direct quote from him, there needs to be gays in comics because there are gays in real life. No other reason. The population of the fictional world should represent the real world. That's why I created North Star. I felt the Marvel Universe needed a gay superhero, even if I was never allowed to say it in so many words in the comics itself, and I felt that I should create one rather than retrofitting an existing create uh, an existing character. So basically, North Star's sexua- sexuality, John Byrne like, hints at it from the fucking start. He's like, no, I know this character is gay. This is what we're doing. But also, the main editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter, at the time, was like, no, we're not doing any gay characters. So he was like, okay, well, how can I get away with this without, like, mm-hmm. explicitly getting away with this? So you have, when they meet uh, Raymond... He talks about how uh, John Paul is like looking fucking good, and then uh, he's like, "You told your sister about me? Did you? Did you really tell your sister about me?" And uh, um, later, when he is murdered, uh, Northstar like fucking goes into a full blind rage, and like it's not like we haven't seen the full blind rage from. Like somebody, uh, the second half, the other half of a couple after somebody's been dead. Like that's a comic staple. Mm-hmm. It's just this is the first time that you see it in a gay way. Probably. I don't know potentially, but that's probably true. Um, and then at the time, the comics code, um, as we've talked about previously, was a little bit more paid attention to. Specifically the quote unquote sex perversion label. I know. 
God forbid, the sex perversion. Ah. Oh, no. But yeah, so they kind of mention it a little bit when uh, Rogue absorbs uh, stuff from Northstar and then he, like, is a little bit more performatively, like, hetero and she's like, you don't have to, like, dance with me or anything like that. And he's like, no, I, I fucking do. But they they make it so that he is definitely a person who is closeted and that's a, like a big fucking deal mm-hmm. about his character and then he's somebody who wants to come out. It's done mostly through subtext until they were allowed to, to specifically say it. say it. Unfortunately, the person who wrote it was Scott Lobdell uh, in a podcast with uh, Fabian Nessiesa. I no idea. I've never actually heard their name. Uh, his name said out loud. He wrote a lot of, like, really, most, like, good fucking Deadpool was written by uh, Fabian Messieza. But he was said if he was envisioning it as more of, like, a, a domestic scene between, like, a character and his partner and not, like, a weird AIDS baby crisis nonsense mm-hmm. thing where you're like, whoa, this whole fucking thing decided to be everything. Oh my God. Okay. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah. They could have figured out a better way to, mm-hmm. uh, bring this issue into their comics than giving baby AIDS. Exactly. Awesome. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. I guess they could have given him AIDS. But yeah. Well, they were well, so that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I know they were thinking thing. of I was going to say they were going to and they were like, like, no, and they were like oh thank god we didn't actually do the thing. And then when they had their marriage um, Marvel um, when Kyle and uh, Northstar had their marriage Marvel capitalized on it like real hardcore. Of course they did. Yeah. The difference between um Felicia's bisexuality in this is is huge. But also it was the first gay marriage yeah. in any comics. And I'm pretty sure they got in there as quick as they could because I'm sure Archie was not, like... I don't know if anybody's getting married in Archie, but they've been pretty good about their representation mm-hmm. for a while. And before most of the superhero comics did. So maybe they were like, sniped! Yep. And then, yeah, um, while they've been settling on Krakoa, they've um, allowed some people who are not mutants but are, like, cleared with mutants to stay there. So Kyle's been able to hang out on Krakoa. And now they're like, maybe we'll resurrect your foster daughter. That's what's going on right now in comics. Um, Which is problematic, but, like... So if you look at any uh, Marvel's gay history with comics, it is problematic. So they're like, we might as well continue in this problematic Let's tradition. Let's continue in our with, problematic uh, North Star being a person who makes a lot of bad choices. Though I do, I gotta say, I do appreciate that their first gay character isn't like a character who's like a perfect like well-rounded person. Yeah. It's North star who is kind of a disaster and also kind of a dick. Like he's just kind of a dick (laughs) like, and respect because same, uh, kind of a gay dick. What do you think? He's, he's, he's (laughs) abrasive. Uh, exactly. But, uh, North star paved the way for all of our like little gay darlings. Like the fact that they did all of this fucking shit and then it sold out like, fucking bonkers is the reason why we have all these gay characters now. Though, weirdly, after he came out, they did a bunch of 
comics, and then they did some North Star comics, and <laughs> they don't really mention it. And then in the North Star comics, where it's like he's literally the main character, they use mutant, see, mutantness, being a mutant as an illusion for being gay. And it's like, first of all, that was already there. You didn't have to do that. Being mutant is an illusion for being anything that's different. And being mutant isn't anyone that is a fucking white male. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're different and persecuted, you are like what they've been talking about with mutants the entire yep. time. So I, I don't need that extra spelled out for me, guys. Thank you. But yeah, so North Star. Little gay elf boy. Not Lil. He is 5'11". Wonderfully married. Very happy. In a happy relationship for nine years with Kyle. Which is like a really interesting and special thing that you don't see very often. Well, because they usually fucking kill the other person. Exactly. <laughs> and they, usually one of them ends up dead. Also know that they fucking can't with this. Yeah. People well, it was their first gay marriage. They can't fucking ride. really. Yeah. Well, they didn't give us any of the, like, real romance between yeah. them. Yeah. Like, they were, like, there and then all of a And he's just a normal married. person. Yeah. Which is really, it's nice. Yeah. Like, he's a normal like, person. Like, it's one thing when they're both, you know, superheroes and one of them ends up dying, but... Yeah. Apparently in one of the Pride, um, things that comes out this year... Northstar was asking Kyle, he's like, so you've met Bobby. Did you ever get a vibe off of Bobby? He's like, can we not talk about <laughs> Can we not talk yeah. about Can we not talk about your weird superhero crushes since <laughs> I'm already like awkward enough since I don't have any of that fucking nonsense going on with me? Cool, cool, cool shit, shit. Yeah, right. But yeah, so, well, it's nice to, it's nice to have a, a happy couple. Uh, right, everyone. That was Annual Pride number three. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Oh, on the ESO Network and on Podbean. And you can rate, review, subscribe. We would we would, would be thoroughly enjoy if, you, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe. Say something cute and yeah. nice about yeah. how we're really great. And um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at, at but first let's talk nerdy. And you can email us at but first let's talk nerdy at, at yahoo.com. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. See you some Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Happy Pride! Yes! It's created by uh, you ready for this? No. Scientist named Washer Schmidt. Wa- Was- Wasser Schmidt. Wasser Smith. Wasser Smith. Wasser Smith. I'm There's sure n- you're right. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably no other way to fucking pronounce it. Uh, um, and, um, Wasser Smith. 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 This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.